0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Endgame Week. We are in the Endgame now. And today, Andrew and I will not be saying a freaking word about Endgame. We're going to be talking about Avengers 2012, the first one. We're so hyped. We'll see you in a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's action
1: movie anatomy.
0: Ooh! I was trying to snap you out of existence. Oh, you were <laughs> That's not a very nice thing to do. Yeah, well, I tried like thirteen <laughs> times. <laughs> come on, come on! Uh, wow. Yeah, it, it is Endgame week. We're here. I can't get over the fact that we're here. I can't get over the fact that our good friend Matt Haggerty has known what's happened in these films for over two years and never said a word to us. So I texted him this morning. Yeah, same and I was like, and I said something and he was like and he was like, don't say anything. I know there was reshoots. Um, oh really? Because he was like, you know, he like really—he's seeing it tonight. That's, he, he, that's, yeah. Isn't that fucked up, guys? Thanks. I, I, I want to swear there to emphasize how messed up I think it is that you and I are seeing the movie before someone whose names came up in the credit <laughs> within 30 seconds <laughs> of the film ending. Like he cast and crew screening goes the day after press. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Not uh, for us. <laughs> but he's like, don't tell me anything, and I was like, I can't believe Thanos was a chick the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so guys, just to let you know right now, before you get too worried, we did see Endgame last night. We will not be discussing anything about the film other than our spoiler-free reactions here after we get through some of the hellos and intros of the yes, show. Yes. But we will be monitoring the chat very closely to make sure no spoilers pop up. We ourselves will not be saying any spoilers, and if we do, the show will be canceled. I will cancel the show I really hope I don't screw up. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're going to be extraordinarily careful. Yeah. Drew and I are taping this and then our Top 10 Infinity War moments uh, in the next hour. Yeah. So it's two back-to-back hours of Avengers discussion with full knowledge of Endgame, and we can't say a word about it. Um, nope. I really don't want to spoil it for any of you guys. So no. this is Action Movie Anatomy. We talk movies on this show, action movies and things of that nature. Um This is Avengers from 2012. This was the the team movie that kicked it all off. This was the proof of concept that the MCU really needed to make this universe work. Um, There's a lot of things about this movie that I think are are pretty fascinating, actually, on rewatch. I'm excited to talk about. Um, But the action movies we cover on this show, which, by the way, is on the Popcorn Talk Network. It is. The online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie-related and pop culture by the bucketful...
1: Jeff Jeff your host Ben Graham Bateman. Oh. is in the booth.
0: <laughs> I, sure doing, I am? Jeff? I'm we,
1: great, and I'm very impressed by that concise slogan for popcorn talk. It's do we still
0: good. say pop culture by the bucketful? A couple of years ago, we, that was a thing. I've just been saying it ever since. I don't know if I ever on. I like it.
1: I think it's great, and I think coming out of Ben Bateman's mouth is perfect. Wow. So uh, even wow. if it's just you, we'll just keep it.
0: Terrific. Yeah. And it's me when I host the show when you're not here. Yes. Because <laughs> I've heard it for three years as well. <laughs> uh, so that is the network that we are on. I am Ben Bateman. That... Andrew Guy. I am Andrew Guy, and uh, someone in the chat was just saying, it feels like there's less people in the chat because they're afraid of spoilers. Definitely bound to happen, but as we said, we are monitoring the chat. We will not be spoiling anything on the episode today. These action movies that we cover on the show adho- adhere to four basic rules. Well, number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. There's a lot of heroes in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... They all it's kind, of play, they they all kind of play, yeah, exactly, but they rule, are the Avengers. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, superheroes, hulks in the room. I mean, Tony Stark's the smartest guy in the room. Right. And Steve is also the smartest guy in the room. Steve. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ruffalo? And, and Ruffalo. Well, Ruffalo's not the smartest guy in the room. Right, he because he, when he's the Hulk, he can't, can't control, control himself. himself in this movie. And the Loki. Thor. Loki definitely is. And so is Scarlet, honestly. Yeah, the team, they're all kind of the smartest guy in the room. Kind of. I, but but Stark is really the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. He yeah. is, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's the guy that's got the plan the whole time. He knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. Him and Loki definitely are, like, they, they know exactly what they want to do from, from step one. And it makes sense that, like, that's how they started it. <laughs> I'm, like, worried about spoiling this movie. <laughs> Does, and Loki doesn't get captured. <laughs> uh, well, and since watching... For both of us, right, since watching this movie for this show, reviewing this movie again, we've also watched Infinity War and Endgame. Yep. So it's like trying to... like In the last 36 hours, I've watched all three of them. The only one I missed is... is, I mean, technically, Civil War is not... But it is. And did you watch then, Age of Ultron also? I did not watch Ultron. Yeah. I That's watched that one. last year for the first time. Which is interesting because... Uh, so we had our general chat. Guys, so many things to talk about, but we're obviously so excited because it's we're Avengers and we tangential, have no... yeah. Yeah, so uh, Action Industries, you guys know all about Action Industries. It is the brand that Ben and I are creating. We were working with an incredible team of people. Uh, Paul DiNuzzo, who runs our Patreon, has been kind enough to set up a general chat that we yes. do before the show. All the generals, patreon.com slash action. We all get together and we talk about stuff, and um, the generals before were all saying, all three of the people that showed up today, the general chat, there's only like six of us total, so, um, you know, who shows up is always, it's always interesting to see Jarvie won the generalship for the week. Sweet. Um, but they were all saying they like Age of Ultron a lot more than they remembered, and they were all on my side, because I love Age of Ultron. It's, uh, it's totally fine. Toning. <laughs> Were you kind of? Doing I was Jeff like Bridges? doing both. Yeah, a little, <laughs> Spader. I like, like want to do Tony. Spader, but then I was doing, but then it started to say the T, and I was like Tony. <laughs> I am Ultron. Um, it, the, it's fine. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a great movie, and it just. I, I'll actually talk a little bit more as we get into this episode, but I think what's what specifically doesn't work about Age of Ultron. Um, I need to watch it again to remember. Honestly, I've only seen it twice. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about it a bit more, but so. Um, yes, there's an incredible team of people. I want to shout out every single one of them that has been building action industries. We've got a YouTube that's growing right now. Uh, we have this other show we do called The Action Guys. that's over on the Collider Podcast Network. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram yep. and, and there's a Patreon and all this amazing, amazing stuff. So honestly, I think because we just are so tangential because we're so excited, yeah. I kind of want to almost swing back on shout outs at the end of it. The only shout out that I want to finish right now. Sure. Brand new patrons in the Action Army, Ken Huey. 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 Hui. Hui, Yep. Huey. <laughs> and Jonathan Peck. We, we salute, salute you. you. So, there are four rules. We covered the first one. We did. Rule number two. Oh, no. And the second one. Rule number three the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Well, they're the Avengers. Kind of. Oh, they become them. Yeah. Kind of. And, and you could say, in some ways, Steve's definitely military. Yeah. And, and Tony's. Kind of military. Yeah, he ends up kind of being military, even though it, it like starts with him saying he's not going to work with them. Right. Rule number uh, and rule number four: the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. It's well, an it's an Avengers. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Explosion. <laughs> so, uh, coming up today on the show, Andrew's going to uh, intro the segments because I can't read his handwriting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got the most improved character in the MCU after seeing Endgame. Obviously, we will not speak on Endgame and what happens in it at all, but we will talk about. Characters from the very first moment they appeared in the MCU to Endgame and who we believe is the most improved character throughout. We'll also be talking pre, about some pre endgame pre endgame We'll also be talking about someone who we believe could have been snapped before the MCU even started. One character that we could do without in the entire franchise. Not that we don't like them, but just if we had to get rid of someone, this would be the one person. And lastly and f- firstly, is that we'll be giving our reactions to Endgame without spoilers. Yes, so uh, you guys can follow along with me personally at Ben Bateman Media. You guys can find me at Andrew Guy. You guys can find Action Industries at Team Action Show on Twitter. Um, Go check that out. And let's do our first reactions. This is spoiler-free. Spoiler-free. This is totally general and just quick, just so you guys know if we liked or didn't like it. Yep. Um, I will say that the word I keep using, and I just felt this during the screening, is overwhelming. Yep. Because, so... It's three hours long, you guys know the runtime, and it's just, it's like, I guess the only sort of specific thing, not to the plot, but to the feeling, is mm-hmm. that I wondered and assumed it would feel like you when you watch Infinity War, you would then go watch Endgame and it would feel like the second half of the movie. Right. Like you would pick up in the middle right. and watch the other half. Yeah, because you asked me before we saw the movie, you're like, do you think when, in retrospect, you will just see this as one film? And I think you're going to say no, right? It's totally 100% different. and completely separate. Yes. Like, they don't, I mean, 20 minutes into the movie, I like, was w- like watching being like, I have no idea what's going to happen And for the next two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Well, because from moment one, the Russo brothers and even our friend Matt, who did not tell us a damn thing not a, for two not, years, not he did tell us once the trailer started coming out, he goes, oh, they're doing so great with the misdirection. He, t- he said that, and I was like, well, we all kind of assumed that, because they wouldn't just show us, you have no idea what you're in for. Because I remember he said to us, they, they can't show a trailer. A trailer's a spoiler. Yeah, we we're like, what? Yeah, every a trailer's a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. So it really, really fascinating stuff. Um, and uh, and I and I loved it. I I really before I give like a definitive opinion or review of it, I really would like to watch it a second time. Yeah, same. It's so dense, and because they try to they try to give you so much of what you want out of the MCU in that three hours, it ends up feeling like a giant sort of just pile of like MCU things. Like, there is a. It's obviously, it's like a buffet. in a buffet like the nicest hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And you like, realize everything is incredible. And you're just looking at it, you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm only going to eat about 20 things. There's 600. I know all 600 of them taste great. Yeah. But I'm going to try 20. I'm only going to have time to, For, to pay attention to, to 20, 20. Exactly. I'm maxed out. Yeah. I felt maxed out at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <it's> de- <laughs> it is definitely an emotional overload. It is incredibly overwhelming. It is beautiful and magnificent and so incredibly engaging and compelling for three hours. Um, I just, I loved it. I think Infinity War is a better movie, even though I the experience of watching Endgame for me was yeah. probably the best ever for an MCU film. I can't wait to watch it again, and I, I just think it was an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, I would say on first watch, uh, my feeling is that I agree, though I reserve the right to retract that statement in a day when I watch it again. Because yeah. I, I think I might. Same, same. I'm very, very curious to see what the, the rewatch is gonna be like. Um but guys, that's gonna do it for our spoiler free reactions, unless you have anything else to add. No, I think it's about enough. As you can see, we controlled ourselves. Are the uh is the chat empty because people don't want to hear a spoil? Everyone's gone. No. Uh there's chat's doing all right. It's yeah. definitely lower than normal, especially for an Avengers film, but I, I completely understand. People have already talked about things getting spoiled on their Facebook, which yeah. is just unbelievable to me. Totally. All right, so uh, let's get into the show, guys. The first thing we're going to do is thesis statement. This is yep. your biggest, boldest thought about the film. If you start talking about this movie, this is the first thing you want to share. Almost like it's rooted in hyperbole. The greatest this, the only, the first, the last, the best. Um, that is what we're talking about here. So um, do you want to start with yours? Yeah, I think I will. I think, I think gunned to my head a week ago. I would have said Avengers is probably in the bottom three to five films in the MCU. Crazy, right? That's what you felt? That's exactly how I felt. I felt it was like Thor 2, Iron Man 1, Thor 1, Avengers, and Avengers 2. Probably right in there. That's a unique opinion. I had no idea you felt that way. I just thought it sucked. I thought Hiddleston sucked. I thought Loki was a bad villain. I thought it wasn't compelling or interesting. Holy shit in retrospect, yeah. seven years later, going back and watching this movie is it masterful. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so engaging. And Loki <laughs> is a badass. Great and villain, like yeah. and he's he's intense. He's like actually a bad guy. Like that scene when he, he just starts kicking the shit out of everyone and he like he's killing everyone and it's right right when right, he comes out of the tesseract yeah. or whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kicks the dude against the wall. Yeah. And you just hear every bone in his body crunch. You're just like, Jesus. This is this is gnarly. Oh yeah. And he's just and he's merciless. <laughs> he's just ripping people apart. You know, what he does to Clark Gregg. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um I just I just had no like no memory of this movie actually being good. And it's very, very good. So it so my actual thesis is in retrospect, has no film in the MCU climbed higher on a third viewing than the Avengers for me. Because I've literally only seen it twice. See, my so my uh my thesis is that 20, uh, is Endgame 22 or 21? It's the 22nd movie. I What's think. that? Is Endgame the 22nd movie or the 21st movie? Oh, that I don't know.
1: Uh, Jeff, can I'm you, on it. I'll you, let you know in a minute. I'm, I'm
0: pretty certain it's the 22nd movie.
1: That's my knee jerk too, Ben, but I'll double check. Like, people right
0: have been now. saying 22 films. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'll say is that of the classics in the first 21 MCU films, because Avengers is absolutely considered a classic by a lot of people, it's considered to be the best or in the top three mm-hmm. by like most. Um, of the classics, Avengers is the most dated MCU film.
1: This is the 22nd, really? by the way. This is the twi- uh, Endgame you were right. Is. Yep.
0: Um, really? And I can explain it. I can explain it very clearly. Say it one more time. Of the classic films in the MCU. This is the most overrated. No. This is the one that feels the most dated. The most dated. On rewatch. Not because it feels bad. It, but it's like I can feel the difference in era. I can feel the difference in age. Like This okay. is this is kind of what I started thinking when I was watching it. I was like, all right, so Infinity War is my favorite MCU movie. And by the way, guys, Endgame, we are stripping entirely from this conversation. So yeah, that's yeah. not. Everything moving forward is not including Endgame in yeah. our conversation. As far as we're concerned, we haven't seen it yet. As Infinity as War as is my, concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Infinity War is my favorite MCU movie. Yeah. Um, I would say. Overwinter. Yeah, Winter Soldier and Guardians are Uh like two and three probably. And then you know I have a general like four through seven. But those are my three favorites. And Avengers feels like it's part of an era of this concept that worked extremely well for what they were trying to do. But like almost like it worked extremely well in the same way Spider-Man 2 worked extremely well. Or like worked extremely well in the same way that like Superman from 78 worked extremely well. Like it worked well in a time when we didn't know what to expect yet, when the quality and like what we thought we were getting out of this type of movie didn't exist yet. The, right. The Dark Knight had happened, but The Dark Knight's a polar opposite type of film. It doesn't exist in the same world as this. Hey, this Jeff, is- let's go ahead and ban that Tiz Tom guy. Just anyone that even says anything is even like even remotely even joking or referencing, we're just going to get him out of the chat. So Tiz Tom can go.
1: All right.
0: Um. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you want to go back for a second? Uh, no, I was listening and. And I think like all of those movies they, they feels like it's just a different time period. So when I go back and watch this movie, what it feels to me is like, man, this is such a different movie in a different genre almost than Infinity War. Like the, the humor is good, but it's not quite as intelligent. The yeah darkness is the darkness is there, but it doesn't have the weight of the later movie. the quality expectations there, but it's not nearly as smart as the later movies. It's like it's a different genre almost than the second half of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, and it really does. It truly, really does. And, and it's funny when you say "dated." Like, I definitely, I, I definitely agree because when you hear "dated," you think effects, and you think storytelling, and you think acting skills, whatever yeah. it might be. It's not, it's not any of that. It is really very true, though. They all look a generation younger. They all seem like they're they haven't completely come into themselves. And like, even though Tony has a lot of good quippy humor, he's not a hundred percent. He's great, but he's not like. RDJ in Infinity War and in Endgame and in even uh in Civil War, like he's yeah. just he's just batting a thousand, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, Evans feels and, and Hemsworth feels, and every single one of them feels like they've completely embodied these characters. Whereas in Avengers, it does feel like they're still kind of figuring it out. Yeah, like Thor you're still you're still dealing with like uh Thor and Thor the Dark World Thor, right? You're still dealing with that version of Hemsworth. You're still dealing with like uh i mean renner is brand new to the universe like it's yeah you're just you're just figuring out who hawkeye is like they don't they just i don't know and i think maybe some of that is that the relationships are not built between the characters as much as they would later be but when i watched it i just was like wow this is this is like really good popcorn fun but this also feels like in 20 years i'm gonna look back at this as so much less of an impactful movie because you're you're not as connected to the characters I mean, like, even if you love them. Yeah. And that's why, again, like, me going back and viewing it, I found so much more adoration for the film for everything that everyone did throughout because you're like, I know who you are now. And that's Joss Whedon. I mean, that is, yeah. that, is, that, is that is like, what it is. It's like, you, you have Joss Whedon's voice uh, in this movie so clearly, where the Russo brothers clearly have their voice in the later movie. And so I think when I talked a second ago about what's the issue with Age of Ultron for me and why is Ultron, why does that movie not work? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is... It's still Joss Whedon trying to do part two of what he did the first time, but trying to raise the stakes by making it a little darker. Right. And he's the wrong director for it. What else has he directed? Did he direct Cabin in the Woods also? No, that's Drew Goddard. That's he produced it, or he wrote it, maybe. He wrote it. Uh, Interesting. But he, he did Serenity, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's popular for those like Serenity, Firefly things. He's the, Buffy. He created Got Buffy it. and like you know he's uh yeah you do catch some of that like silly humor in there
1: he's i mean for he's a film nerd so i have to he has an adaptation of shakespeare's much ado about nothing that's okay. one oh, of the best shakespeare adaptations i've ever seen yeah, i just yeah, want to yeah. plug that cuz it's I, so good
0: i actually think i watched that in my theater class yeah, in high it's school great. it's not a question of good or bad for me for him it's like he fits really well for avengers 1 i just think that they needed they needed a different voice for avengers 2 and he's right. th- i think he's the wrong voice for it i think that by the time you get to 2015 the MCU is in a different place. You had had the intelligence and humor of Guardians of the Galaxy, and you had had the darkness and the pacing of Winter Soldier, both in the previous year. So by the time 2015 happens and you watch Age Ultron, it feels like you're expecting something better. Right. You're expecting something more. It's like we already were expecting Infinity War at that point. We didn't have time. Civil War is closer to what you want, and there's you know like Civil War is Civil War is yeah, kind Civil of the War Avengers is, movie that was supposed to be exactly that 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 felt like that's when I felt like the Avengers movies had finally hit their stride, but it wasn't an Avengers movie, so I was like kind of you know um, I think this is a great time then to talk about our MVP and MIP. Now I believe that you and I both believe the MVP of the of the whole MCU. Wow, there's a lot of M's yeah and 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 acronyms. Uh, is Robert Downey Jr. <sighs> right? How is it not? Look, man. Have you seen Cap? <laughs> have you seen the way Evans looks when he wears that suit? I know. Okay. All right. So we MVP conversation wasn't even on on the outline. We don't have to do that if you if it's too much I on you. I love him so much. I know you do. I, just, I know, but I but Downey <laughs> is just he's just perfect. He started it. Downey's amazing, and I I like MVP. No, I don't even I'm not even gonna, I'm not cheapish about it. MVP for me is Chris Evans as Captain America. Really? It's I know it's close. I just think I love me some cap. I actually think Thor takes the edge over Cap. Now, he doesn't. But RDJ <laughs> RDJ is my number one. Jeff, what do you think? Who's the MVP? I got
1: to say I love Ruffalo as, oh, as Hulk. the Hulk just oh. because it's like such an interesting take. Like I find even though Robert Downey Jr is amazing as Tony Stark, he feels like how I would expect Tony Stark to be portrayed. Chris Evans feels like how I would expect Cat to be portrayed. Right. But I feel like Mark Ruffalo, especially because he undid so many years of crappy Hulk portrayals, really brings something kind of sensitive and weird to his Hulk that I love in this franchise. I, I
0: like that. I like that a lot. It's I fair. think that's really cool. It's a fair guess. Uh, my MVP is Downey. My MIP, my most improved player in the entire MCU, without a doubt, hands down, is Chris Evans. Or Chris Hemsworth, excuse me. That's Thor. It's Thor. I mean, he's wonderful. I mean, yeah, through Infinity War, he's got such a good arc. Ragnarok, he's incredible. Yeah. He's so good and funny in Ragnarok, and like he adds so much emotion to Infinity War that wasn't there, and and honestly, early Thor just sucks. Don't me. you think, I mean, once they pivoted in Ragnarok, like Ragnarok and Infinity War, once they pivoted into him being kind of like more of a comedy character. He's like the comic relief now, instead of like him in Avengers is like, they're still doing that whole god thing, and it's just he takes it's himself really way seriously. Way too seriously. I, and I, I don't know. So there, there were these segments. Did you ever watch these? It was like uh, these segments of like what Thor was doing, like what Thor was doing in his off time. Um, and it's like him and this buddy of his, and he's it's like they're in Australia, and it's just like he living like li- like living in a house with this like buddy of his. He's like riding a bike around. What is this? Th- this was like this these like digital segments that were done at one point, and it's like Thor and his buddy something. Oh, and, and it's like do you ever watch these? And He's like riding a bike around, and he's just like he's like Tody won't call me back, and he's like <laughs> and he's like I'm an Avenger, you know. He's like and, and they started to build the comedy thing, and right. it was really funny. And I wonder if the success of those segments was like. Okay, this is this works. So yeah, we're uh, going to do this. Yeah, and I think it was that and also like him in Ghostbusters and him in um he had another role where he was so stupid, so incredibly dumb and hilarious. Never saw Ghostbusters. But I remember he's like the dumb assistant. Yeah, there's another comedy that he's in where he does that. And then like, you know, in in <laughs> In Guardians, or I mean, excuse me, in Infinity War, when he meets the Guardians for the first time, yeah. he's so funny with so Rabbit good. and Tree and his moments with him and Chris uh, Chris Pine, or, wow, Chris what Evans. is wrong with me? No, uh, Chris, Chris Pratt together. Pratt, so yeah. many Chris's. Uh, <laughs> he's just so great. So for me, it, it's definitely Thor, because... I know that Ragnarok is, is a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. And if, if he didn't do what he did, if he didn't have the character arc or the change that he had throughout, he just wouldn't be there. Yeah, um, it's a it's a strong, it's a strong argument for most improved. Um this is gonna be controversial, and I feel like it's weird to say it, but it's also Chris Evans for me. I get that. I, I completely agree. Because like, like I like him in, in in Captain America, The First Avenger, and I like him in Winter Soldier. But like, I love him in Video well, <laughs> War. Like what he like the, what he's done with the character feels so much more subtle, because they didn't change anything really. Sweet rabbit, they, they didn't really change anything. Like they, I mean, they started. They got they got directors who understood how to kind of embody Captain America a little bit more. Yep. And they gave him like there's this moment in Infinity War that I talk about a lot, and it's when he's holding Thanos' glove open, and it's straight from the comic book. That's straight from the comic book. But right. But there's like this. There's this Green Lantern aspect to that moment that I really, really believe, and I, I can't remember if they've ever said this somewhere. If I just have made it up myself, but it's the idea that he's so good and so pure and so like just, just that he it gives him like a greater strength against evil, like enough strength to hold open the gauntlet that like Captain America can hold open the gauntlet. A he's human, just, a human man can hold open the gauntlet. Is like, and that's, I think, kind of embodies everything that they've done with the character from the beginning to the end. That I, because if Clint held open the gauntlet, we would be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, it would be like, this movie's dumb. This is not possible. (laughs) This is, where's Legolas? Yeah, like, (laughs) this is not okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that Captain America does it and everyone in that moment, we all have the same look that Thanos gives him, which is like, yeah, Thanos gives oh. him that look, and it's like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. How is this happening? So, like, that's why to me he's the most improved. Um, as I just, I can't believe, like, uh, this is a name drop. I, I literally came directly from Entertainment Tonight, this digital thing, and oh, yeah. one of the things that they were talking about was like, um, who, who, like, you know, who do you love? And I was like, well, it's Chris Evans, and it's because in the same way that Stallone is Rocky, like. If I met him, I would want to talk to him about his fights. Right. Like, I wouldn't believe, necessarily, that he had anything else other than just he is Rocky. Right. That's kind of how I feel about Evans now. I I feel like he's Captain America. If I met him in real life, I think I would nerd out harder than Cruz because... He's a superhero, and Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Right. Like, I mean, he's definitely... Tom Cruise is a superhero. Let's not be mistaken that's here. That's fair. I take it back, Tom. <laughs> but, like, Hold his breath for 30 minutes. But that's, like, how the level of love that I have for Evans, and yeah. I just sort of don't... I don't know how to even... Yeah, so... All right, so that's your... Uh, I, everyone calm down over there. Uh, <laughs> that's your most improved and your MVP, which I think is is very funny. Yeah. Uh, all right it's good to know jeff's jeff's mic is no longer working so we will not throw to him like we did last time uh what we'll do though if we need to is we'll say something to him then he'll write it on the screen and we'll read it in a robot voice we'll read it in a robot voice um all right we'll, so we'll make it up we'll say shit that's not on the screen <laughs> you hate the avengers no um so it's funny because we've hardly even talked about this film really we've just kind of been talking about the characters the, the characters in the all-encompassing world but fist pump moment that's a great moment to kind of circle back yeah there's a lot of super sweet fist pump moments in this movie um and i think probably the one for me that i like the most i think it's when they're in new york and they kind of realize they're gonna have to work together to get this thing to go right and it's like it's like okay we're gonna need and uh what is like who is it is it tony says to cap Something like you take point on this and he starts kind of yelling out orders like you go up there you do this Uh right and they're going to kind of take it down and it's like I love that idea that like it's clear that Iron Man's smarter and more powerful his suits more powerful he can he can friggin fly like he's a genius Stark Tower it's his tower but like he now trusts Captain America enough to be like you're the captain. You you take point on this, right? And that's like such a cool moment because you're like, oh, okay, they're a team now. Yeah, that's great. What Tony a- Stark has stepped out of his own way enough to be like, do it. And I'm like, this is happening. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah they're yeah, gonna yeah. win. Isn't that is it the line in Infinity War when he says, uh, "Earth's just lost its yeah, their bet it's best its defender, best defender. Yeah, yeah. So we're here to fight. So yeah. we're here to fight. And I love that. Absolutely love that. Man, what is my favorite? My fist pump. I have so many written down here. I mean there's the there's the moment where natasha tricks loki after he calls her like a mewling quim and all the horrible things he's gonna do she's like you're a monster yeah yeah. so your plan is the hulk his plan is the hulk like that moment for me was just like oh god but it's actually this is so great because jeff jeff just writes hulk smashing loki his all-time fist pump uh for the whole franchise yeah (laughs) i think that's actually my fist pump because when it grabs him by the feet he's like
1: stop (laughs) <laughs> I'm a god and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, then he yeah. just starts
0: ragdolling him yeah. I it's so comical in, in like a comic book yeah. and like childish but it's perfect for the moment and then, then Loki just, just like kill. sits there and just like not <sighs> moving yeah. Yeah, he's like every bone in his body is broken I love that shit it's also such a wonderful callback in Ragnarok too. and then Loki sees Hulk Yeah, uh, Loki sees him in the ring and he's just like <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh I think that, and then also the the moment where, um, oh yeah, so when the Avengers are all finally working together, and like the Hulk and Thor are starting to like work together, and they he like rips the wing off of something and jabs it in the Leviathan, and then Hulk smashes it with the hammer and like dives it into it and yeah. kills it, in the electricity yeah, yeah. like, just like the the idea of the Avengers using their powers together, like you know the first time Iron Man gets zapped, it's like at four hundred percent, It's like oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like well, that shit that? is amazing. So yeah. I, I think those are my fist pumps. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot. I mean, when 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 um, he's like, "There's only one God, ma'am," and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like yeah, that. That's, that's a, a good. That's a really good fist pump moment. It's like a reversed fist pump when Coulson gets stabbed. Yeah, because it's like he's so just. Yeah, and and then like he shoots Loki with his last little breath. But yeah, it sucks that he gets uh, he gets shanked yeah. from behind. totes I just see, said totes. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got to stop saying these words, man. Man. Ma'am. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, Liam Crowley. When Loki arrives through the test rack, my favorite line the MCU is the MCU's I am Loki of Asgard and I am burdened with glorious purpose. Ooh, that's great. That is a very great line. Yeah. I am burdened with glorious purpose. Uh, people come through. Agent Colson shooting Loki. Puny God. Holt grabbing Loki by the leg. Yeah, Puny God. What's he say, does that. Does thou, mother, know thou swear her drapes or something? <laughs> dost does, thou, mother, yeah. What, Shakespeare in the Park? Yeah, he's so good. God, I love Downey so much. Yeah, no more feelings point break. He got a main swing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down, too. Uh, I got on a shield's radar in a bad way. In a bad way. Scarlet's so bad. I, I honestly would have almost put her as my most improved. Yeah. But it's I realized... They just give her less lines. They just give her less lines. <laughs> yeah, they give her one-liners. Her whole like backstory yeah. is so brutal to watch. That scene is like two minutes of her acting and talking the whole time. It's horrible. She's pretty badass in Iron Man 2. Yeah, yeah, she And is. also, I like her with the like slightly curly red hair. Yep. She's had a lot of hairdos. She has had a lot of hairdos. She's had a lot of hairdos. I like her hair in Endgame. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, Alex McFarlane and Paul Denuzo, the first time in New York where they circle around all of them together. Now, the fake one-take is... Is pretty badass throughout it, the city. You're talking about the, where it goes from one divenger to the next, yeah, to the yeah, next, and to the next. And they're all jumping around, yeah, and fighting and cutting, and it's like if that it's it's tough because like visually it's incredibly appealing because yeah. it's you still feel that of a one take, but then as someone who's in the industry, you know it's all CG and fake. So do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's not like when Quaron does it at the end of Children of Men. No, you no. Know, well, it's because it's, it's like so much of it is CG, and you just, yeah, yeah, you're watching and you're just like I. You could have just done all of this in CG. It's just a bunch of greens of green. Yeah, I think they did, Yeah, which is why it, it's still cool, but it, it's not the same. There's also, like, when you talk about... so So, like, you look at their outfits here. You talk about, like, what's happened with all of these characters and, like, how they look now. Yeah. I, you know, I think I think the darker outfit that that Cap is wearing with the beard and Infinity War, and I think that like Thor with the shorter hair and the like more of a like really like grizzled Viking type of look. Yeah. It just feels more mature and that makes sense. Yeah. I mean this, this, just... they wanted this to represent like the comic book look. This yep. was supposed to look like the comic book. And it had to evolve. And is it in is Winter Soldier right after this? Is that when you see the new outfit? It's two years later. Is that when uh, you see the, his, his, like, new outfit? Cap, the darker stuff? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, like, the improved Captain America. Because that's, like, the old, old Captain America suit. Yeah, probably he wears, like, a slightly, uh, like, a little more updated, like, more, like, bells and whistles and levers. I think it's just, like, a darker <laughs> blue. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a darker blue. Because I think they... The Russo and, like, brothers, more metal Like, looks more metallic. Yeah, well, the know? Russo brothers, I think, wanted him to be... I think the Rooster brothers wanted him to be like the the Cap that is portrayed in the Winter Soldier comic book, mm-hmm. which is like definitely it feels the way that comic book feels, which is like a like a Jack Ryan novel. Right, right, right. Alex McFarland and I were always on the same length wavelength, which is why I'm so happy she dressed up as me and talked shit to you in Chicago. Mm. Uh, she reminded me of my other favorite moment, which is when Ruffalo goes, "I'm always my secret. I'm always angry." He does the instant transformation to the Hulk, and then. Pummels the Leviathan yeah, 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 into the yeah, ground and yeah, yeah. flips. Yeah. Like, instant. That's like, that's exactly what you didn't get in Infinity War, right? Yeah, right. Is when you're like waiting and he just does the instant transformation to kill. God, that was so badass. Yeah. I love, the Hulk was by far the MVP of this movie for me. Yeah. I loved him. He's really good. I agree. I fully agree. All um, right. All right. Let's continue on uh, through the show. We're going to need into star profiles. Yeah. So there's actually, uh, I pulled three here because Scarlett Johansson, it, she really is like a. A major character in this movie yeah um so she did in 2009 he's just not that into you 2010 iron man 2 and 2011 we bought a zoo so one thing that ben and i have talked about since the beginning of this is kind of like where these stars are at so let me talk about the other the other two guys real quick chris evans did puncture in 2011 first avenger in 2011 and what's your number in 2011 and downey does iron man 2 in 2010 due date in 2010 and sherlock holmes a game of shadows the two of them in Scarlet and Downey probably were the most famous at the time when this came out yeah well I think I think when this movie came out like 2012 at that point uh, Downey at that point is is an a-list mega 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 star yeah, he's, he's way, already done both the Sherlock Holmes movies he's way more famous than anybody else I mean I remember yeah. I remember he was like I remember like when this movie came out like buying an, like an issue of like Esquire or something at the grocery store and like with him on the cover and like reading some article. And him in the, in the thing being like, yeah, I'd just like alternate back and forth between playing Sherlock Holmes and Tony Stark every other year for the rest of my life. I think I'd be fine. Right. It's like he's talking about his workouts and like how his life's great again and like just the movies are making all the money. Like he's just a straight up bona fide A-lister. Chris Evans, on the other hand, I mean, he's still trying. Yeah, because 2011 is the first Avenger. This is just the next year. He, you know, he almost didn't take the first Avenger. Right. Like he he passed on it. In fact, they had to come back to him on it. You know, Sunshine's 08. The, the other Fantastic Four's so 07. Crazy. It's so crazy. He almost wasn't Cap. He's just, like, not doing that much in 2010, 2011. So by yeah. the time this comes out, he's been famous for a year, but not that many people saw the first Avenger. People knew that it was a, a big deal, but he was definitely way, way, way behind Downey. And I would say Scarlet, at this, at this time, was, was kind of at the height of her... Was, her, like, at the height of her appeal? I think so. Like, I mean the height of her appeal up to that point, right? Because then afterwards, when she comes Black Widow, it's like a whole other stratosphere. More, I guess she's more famous after Avengers. Just yeah. Like, she becomes, like... But, I mean, I just I do recall, like, prior to 2012... Um, like, I remember, okay, in, in uh, season one of Entourage, I think, it's like season uh-huh. one or season two, at the end of the season, Adrian Grenier, like, says to E, he's like, get me a date with Scarlett Johansson. And, like, that must have been, like, 2005 or six probably. So at that point, she was like... You're up-and-comer. You're, like, had been in a couple years' worth of movies, maybe. I know she was in Ghost World when she was a lot younger. Match Point. Yes. Paul Bettany? <laughs> yeah. Or Jonathan rhys Myers. Jonathan rhys Myers, I think. I'm, I'm mixed up with Wimbledon. Yeah, Wimbledon. Yeah. It was Bettany. Jonathan Rhys-Meyers. And that, that Matchpoint's probably, like, 2009, yeah. I would think, maybe? That's yes. a little Spies sooner. I was going to say, I was in yeah. high school when I saw it. Early, that. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Yeah, so I think she was. she was, like, uh, who, like, right now... Who can you think of that you think you would put on the level that she was when she did Iron Man two? Um, is she maybe Amelia the- Clark level, like in the sense of like you're a very famous person, but you're not starring in movies all the time? Because Amelia Clark had her like she was in Terminator, but then now like, when's the last time she was yeah the starring in like a big movie? Yeah, that's probably a pretty good like a pretty good comp or like um. Like I could definitely see Amelia Clark popping up in Iron Man two if this was, you know what I mean? She like like Blake in that Lively time. right now, yeah, could be, could be like, like Blake Lively a little bit. You can be on the cover of a magazine at a grocery store. You can be the lead or the or the supporting lead in a in a major movie. They're not going to base a franchise around you necessarily, yeah. Um, but if you're part of an ensemble, you can next level easily. I think this is a good time to talk about who we would, who we would snap out. Yeah, okay. So uh, the the game here, guys, is uh, who we would snap out of existence before. So, like, if you were going to rework the script, if you were going to look at this movie and you were going to go back and say, I think this could have worked with one less Avenger. Mm-hmm. What Avenger is that? And I, and I think, be creative here, obviously, because, like, so so says Jeff, yeah. Hawkeye, duh. And that's actually what Danuso and Jarvis said. And I think that's an easy an easy guy to throw under the bus i also think that roadie is an easy guy to throw under the bus i think that the person that you take on for me wait roadie's not in this is he am i just blanking right now roadie and i'm just saying in general oh, oh I, thought yeah. you, I thought you were thinking of this movie no I, know, like- I i yeah, i'm just talking in the whole because okay. i think it's nick fury interesting i know it's crazy yeah i know he's so important sure but imagine if it was just captain america doing it instead Got or, like, him. if it was just Tony doing it instead. Yeah, it's totally fair. I think I think you can't get rid of any of the, the key three. Actually, could this movie just work without Thor completely? No, it can't, because you need... Because because of Loki, because of the Yeah, villain, you have to have him. You have that. to have Thor, so you can't really get rid of him. And he, he doesn't add that <laughs> much to the movie aside from that, but I think you kind of need him. So then if it's going to be outside of the top three, not having Hawkeye there could work, but right. actually... Not having Natasha there also just works, right. right? Because it's really an Iron Man. Which one is it? Where is it? Ultron? Yeah, it's really an Ultron where her and the Hulk have that like relationship. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, yeah, the yeah. sun's coming down, big guy. whatever. We need the Hulk because he's a chess piece. Yep. And I I think the other really uh, interesting option to get out of the whole entire MCU that Belford brought up was Vision. Um, right. Because we, you and I, and he he actually referred to our conversation that we had during Civil War, saying. If Vision wanted it at that airport scene he could have just killed everybody. Yeah, right. Cuz right. that's the power of Vision. The only reason you actually need Vision in the MCU is to be a placeholder for the Soul Stone. But in the comics and in general, he's like a god. Wait, it's I always think it's the Soul Stone too. That's wrong though. It's the other one. Soul Stone, or not the Soul Stone. The uh, um It would make sense if it was the Soul Stone it because would make he's sense. a robot who has a soul. Right. Right, but Gamora is the is one the soul Stone. in the Infinity War. Yeah. Right? So what's the is, is he the, the Yellowstone? is he the mind stone what is the Yellowstone? <laughs> power stone comes from xandar goddamn nerds <laughs> <laughs> there's the power stone the time stone is the green one that's the doctor yeah. strange one the power is purple the reality stone is the one from is red that and that's the one that the that the collector has i'm gonna beat you jeff no i'm not Damn it!
1: I think mind.
0: Uh mind makes sense. Mindstone makes sense. I said that a second ago. You didn't. <laughs> As one of the stones, I was referencing. <laughs> uh, yeah, mindstone, mindstone. Um. So okay, but what about not in this movie? Because this movie is so early on. Like you said, it feels like a different universe. Who? What about in, a, in Infinity War? Like what? What? Avenger, what Avenger? After seeing the almost the entirety of their journey, who could you have just been like? They don't need to be here. Well. Considering Hawkeye's not in Infinity War, I think the answer is still Hawkeye. Still Hawkeye. All right, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think there's probably other answers. I think your answer of Rhodey is pretty reasonable. Um, I think it's totally, like, reasonable that, like, I know you need her backstory, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you need Quicksilver at all. (laughs) Like Scarlet Witch... Scarlet, Jeff
1: says Elizabeth Olsen's super rated, but Scarlet oh, is Oh, Quicksilver's mad. her brother, right? Yeah,
0: I love her so much. I know. I'm such a fan of her character, but I think her brother as a story piece like they just like moved on from it really fast. Yeah, it was just like your brother's dead. <laughs> Alex Kessler, who I reference a lot cuz I see him all the time and he's been on the show like five times. Um what he says is about the whole like Avengers uh, 1, then Ultron, then Infinity War is that the biggest issue that the Avengers franchise has is that so much of the emotional payoff in Infinity War comes from a storyline that happens in Age of Ultron that no one cares about. Which like one is that? This the Quicksilver Scarlet Witch got story, it, Got it, got like it. Like, her as a character, and you're supposed to care about her and Vision and, like, this whole relationship in Infinity War, and a lot of people just don't because no one cares about that movie. Yeah. That movie is just irrelevant. Now, I don't agree with him because I actually find that movie to be pretty boring and bad, but I love the Vision-Wanda relationship in Infinity War. Yeah, me like, too. I the, love their relationship. The death scene with Thanos and all that is such a <sighs> so brutal... Powerful. I love it so much when he looks at her and he's like, you could never hurt me. All I feel is you. All I feel it. That's so yeah, good! It's so good. The writing there is so good. Uh, Alex Frost says, it's just Widow should have died fighting aliens here, or Ultron, or the aliens Infinity War, or on the runway at you know in Civil War like I completely agree Alex Ben and I have had that conversation many many times it's- I think the, the thing I've said a lot and this is this is like my literal story of the reason that it took me until last year to watch Age of Ultron I remember turning it on on an airplane in 2015 I remember starting the movie and being like I'm a comic book fan like I should watch this I don't know why I didn't see it in the theaters but I'm gonna watch it and right. it's like they're in the woods fighting these like beasts or whatever at the beginning having a conversation on the headset when Cap's like language and, like, they're all, like, running, and there's a shot where they all, like, jump in unison right. in slow-mo. And I was like, why is this be, happening? She would be dead. This is stupid. <laughs> she'd be, she can't jump as high as them. I'd be like, <laughs> she'd be dead, and so would Hawkeye. This is dumb. Yeah. And it was just that moment of just, like... You have to suspend your disbelief. You have to move on from it. But it just that movie just doesn't do a good enough job of, yeah. of the stakes being mm. real. Whereas in Winter Soldier, you look at Natasha and you're like, holy shit, she's a badass. Yeah. No wonder she's alive. You they know? just do it differently. Uh, so moving on to production development here, I want to give a quick shout out to Brandon Hannah, who even while on vacation has still been helping assistant to produce the show and has come up with the outline for this week. Got a lot of great stuff here. Uh, We're going to kind of breeze through it. The film development began when Marvel Studios uh, received a loan from Merrill Lynch in 2005. That's how Mm. far back this dates. 15 years, essentially. After the success of the film Iron Man in 2008, Marvel announced that The Avengers would be released in July of 2011. With the signing of Johansson in March of 2009, the film got pushed back to 2012. And that's when they signed on um, Joss Whedon in, in April of 2010 to help with rewriting the screenplay that Zach Penn had originally written. So production began in April of 2011 in Albuquerque before it went to Cleveland and New York. Um, And then a lot of it was converted to 3D in post. Because this is the era of everything had to be 3D. Exactly. So again, you see Feige just being a genius from God knows when... um, long long process of making these films and then whedon takes over which joss whedon is a very interesting individual yeah i mean his his brand of humor is clear um you know buffy is extremely famous and that's that's the thing he's most famous for um i guess this is probably the thing he's most famous for now but historically in terms of like something he created like his identity it's definitely that yeah and you know he's a he's a guy that mixes uh that mixes comedy and drama and action really well and it's funny too because because this movie at the time Was an unheard of concept. Like every nerd ever wanted to see a Justice League movie and an Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. Everybody ever wanted that. So he did. He he like achieved that. This movie was like the darling of every. Like this was the movie. This movie was everybody's darling at the time. It was. was. I mean, that was. It was what shortly thereafter. I mean, I guess it was two years after this that you and I went to Comic Con. Maybe three, three or four years, three or four. And I remember when Josh Whedon walked down the hallway. Of our hotel at like 11.30 at night. Yeah. A group of like 20, 20 year olds just yeah. lost their shit, just yeah. chased him down the hallway. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, wow, it's just sweet. Wow. And it's not because of buffy yeah you know it's because of avengers because of avengers yeah. totally and then you know and then ultron had come out the year before he was mm-hmm. yeah i mean and people, the world. people thought that, that you know joss whedon is the genius he's he's the guy that knows how to do this right he's whereas, the only one that can steer this ship whereas it feels like as an audience we want something different now we don't want what he did and no what we want is what the russo brothers are doing yeah um, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So that, so that was it. So, um, he also comes from the comic book world. That's the other thing is having a guy who had created comic books and written comic books. He had created a comic book called Frey at one point, which is another female led, another female led story uh, about a badass like basically female superhero. and um, It was pretty good. Yeah. I remember reading Frey when it came out. But um, yeah. So it's produced by Feige, directed by Joss Whedon. Um, this movie was. Done by Buena Vista. Uh, cost two hundred twenty million dollars to make. Open May fourth, twenty twelve. Domestically made six hundred twenty three million dollars. Another eight hundred ninety five million worldwide for a total of one point <laughs> five billion dollars. Um, so insane. Which at the time was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now, nothing. No. Still, the fact that this movie made one point five billion dollars seven years ago is just insane. Endgame is three hours long, and it's going to maybe make twice as much money. I know. I know. Might make twice. It it might be the highest grossing film of all time. I really want it to break every record. I just feel like it should. I, I you know I was alive when Titanic came out. I was alive when Dark Knight came out. I was alive when Avatar came Avatar out. came out. And nothing really felt the same way that this does. Now obviously I'm in my 30s and I'm living in the movie space as a career and I'm living in Los Angeles. So it, it's obviously much like more magnified. Yeah. But at the same time. It just hasn't felt like this. This has taken so long. It's taken 11 years from when Iron Man came out. It's not the same as, like, Batman Begins in 2005, Dark Knight in 2009, you know? It's four years. What did you tweet about Endgame? What was What's your tweet? Did you? you I did. you saw it? I tweeted it this morning. Do you want me to read it to you? Yeah, let's read our tweets. All right. Because I think this is interesting. Because it's something you just reminded me of that I said in mind. Well, because you know me. You know how, like, of a passionate early on, like, early viewer I am. Yeah, I wanted to give it overnight for me. So, I wrote... That's Riley's. Mark (laughs) Riley wrote, Hashtag Avengers Endgame is my everything. I just... I can't form into words for this tweet. Just see it. It's astounding. I want to see it 87 more times and change my name to Avenger and, and hashtag... or Star falls out of chair. I wrote... Oh, wow. I also wrote about everything. Endgame was everything I ever dreamed of to be and more. Jaw-dropping, tear-jerking, side-splitting, heart-exploding throughout. I love the MCU so much more than I ever thought possible. Go see Endgame now. I can't wait to see it again. 10 out of 10. So here's what I wrote. Okay, Avengers Endgame was overwhelming. Okay, I'll, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Avengers Endgame was overwhelming. I'll watch again before posting a real review, but this is the Return of the King for comic book movies. The mm-hmm. scope is breathtaking. I wonder if Return of the Jedi releasing in 83 felt like this, the culmination of a true generational experience. So, my question to you is that, first of all, does it feel like Return of the King to you? Different? The same? Similar? It's, it, feels, it still feels like more to me, because again, not only was I so much younger... It also was three years. Right. It was, you know, from the first Lord not of the 11, rings, yeah. not 11, you know? Second question, neither of us were alive in 1983, and I know that we didn't have a 24-hour media cycle and social media didn't exist in 83, but I wonder if the people that were alive and were our age in 1983 remember Jedi coming out and feeling this way. Like, I can't imagine that it didn't feel like you were witnessing something incredible, but I think just what you mentioned social media twitter trailers they didn't have 30 trailers come out my, my buddy tom helfrick has been a big fan of the show for a very very long time since, yeah honestly since episode one and every now and then he'll text me he goes he texted me yesterday and asked me a question about the budgeting he's like do you have any idea what the budget is for um end games um pr yeah he's like is it you know are they really going to make that much more money going spending 200 million as opposed to 300 million dollars on a movie that everyone already knows about and everyone's already going to see and i thought it was fascinating and i told him i was just like honestly i think when you have that much money you just want to beat everyone else right you just want to break all the records you want to hold all the belts as they say spend all the money spend all the money because you already know this movie is going to make over a billion dollars. So yeah. what's three hundred million more if that means that you have the highest opening weekend ever and you have the movie that hits a billion faster than any movie ever? Yeah. So I think I think the other thing to I think the other thing to reference the differences are and Jeff Jess says here. Do you foresee a legit above the line Oscars for Love for Endgame? Um, my answer to that is no. Do um, you foresee legit above? The it'll line it'll Oscars get technical love? nominations, but it's not going to get any nominations for any of the any of i i don't think i would be shocked if it did it just it doesn't feel like it did it doesn't like if if that was going to happen i think it would have happened for infinity Infinity war War, it's hard to imagine them doing it for this movie but i guess it could have been for the same way that return of the king did it um but but my thing i was going to ask you was um or or just state so yeah six years between 77 and 83 for star wars yeah six years In 11 years, the difference between six is that in 11 years, you could, let's say, Iron Man came out when you were 12 years old, okay? Okay. You're finishing up middle school. You have now gone through high school, all of college, you have your first adult job, and you're in your mid-20s at this point. That's the difference. You could be somebody who was 12 years old, finishing up your, like, adolescent puberty. Right. You, You go all of high school, all of college... You, you're in graduate school. You're talking about MCU. Yes. Yes. That's the length of this yeah. experience for people. Whereas if you think about 11 years and what happens in someone's life in 11 years, and if you're an adult, if you're 30 when the first one comes out, in 11 years' time, you're probably, you probably are married with a child at that point. Dude, in 2008, I didn't live in Los Angeles. I never thought I would be on camera speaking about films as a host. I never thought I'd be a host, period. I just figured that I would try to do the acting thing. And i'm doing both but like i never ever ever imagined where i would be now and i think about how much this franchise has meant to me over that 12 years from 2008 to what i feel like is 2020 to me now yeah (laughs) which is crazy that we're already halfway through 2019 essentially um i just can't imagine that it had the same impact because like I've always loved Batman more than anything in the MCU. Yeah. And when Batman Begins came out, and I knew Dark Knight was coming out, and I'd seen the trailers with Heath Ledger, like, I couldn't wait. Yeah. I stood in line for hours. Like, I did the thing that you do. Yeah. I went to a premiere last night at Disney Studios to watch Endgame. Yeah. I've been dying for this movie for years and years. I've been dying to hear anything about this movie for two years since we've are, we have have someone that's known the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just think that this is the the... The culmination of like my theater going experience in my yeah. life. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, crazy experience. So so far, uh, critical reception on this is eight point one. No, not so far. This is Avengers still. Oh yeah, right. Nine point three. We keep moving over. For I just Endgame. keep wanting to start talking about nine point three right pretty, now. It's pretty high. Uh, yeah, eight point one on IMDb. Ninety two percent on the Tomato Meter. Ninety one percent from the audience. um Feels feels appropriate. Feels a little high. Yeah, a little high. I think this movie is not quite that good, but yeah. uh, but but good. Um, next up, we have favorite line. Yeah, favorite line. Uh, so. Like it's the the one great thing about these, and and I'll even say it with Endgame is like you'll get lines early on where you're like, God, that's great, that's so funny, yeah, that's yeah. the best line of the movie, and then you write down like twenty more, yeah, right? right, yep. And so the first one that I that I loved was when Coulson comes in and he's like, his first name is Agent, yeah, you know, it's not whatever, but then he goes like, uh, office hours are every other Thursday between like nine and yeah. twelve p.m. Whatever, it's just like something absurd, uh, <laughs> or between eight and five every, eight and five every other Thursday, but I think my favorite actual line is um, I think it's when Loki says if you fail if the Tesseract is kept from us there will be no realm no barren moon no crevice where, you, where I can't find you you think you know pain or no no what the what the frost guy yeah, says yeah, yeah. to Loki he goes uh, he will make you long for that so sweet as pain yeah it's just like one of those things that I thought about it. I was like man could you imagine getting tortured so bad that your pain that you imagined before was like wonderful yeah <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I thought it was so intense. So that's my, that's my favorite line. That and also, you got a mean sweet point break. Keep your head up. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, no hard feelings. I like uh, I like when, when Downey walks in and he's like, um, that man is playing Galaga. Thought, we, thought no one noticed, <laughs> but we did. But we did. And, and then like everybody's listening and then it goes to the end of the scene and it cuts <laughs> over and the guy's actually playing Galaga. G- or Gatica yeah. Or yeah. Galaga. Yeah. Ga- yeah, yeah. Galaga. Um, I really love that. Yeah, that's great. I also really love uh, when uh, Evans is like, I, I I love their interaction early on because yeah. he still calls him Mister Stark yeah. and stuff. So he's like Mister Stark, we need a plan of attack. I do have a plan. Attack. attack. Yeah. yeah, it's just a sweet line. Or when he's like, um, he's like like a bunch of monkeys. He's like, I understood that reference. I understood that yeah, reference. It's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I, I got it. Um, also from Cap is is like he's just getting his ass beat. Yeah, and Thor's there with him. Thor's like we got another wave coming or whatever. Yeah, he's like, are you ready? And he's like, what? What are you getting sleepy? Yeah. I just love all those wonderful lines from Cap where it's like, you're dying, yeah, and you're gonna stand back up. Of course, you know? man. He's the greatest soldier. He's, he's, the, greatest. he's the greatest. He's the greatest. He's the greatest ever. He's the greatest ever. It's like a Peter Parker and into this into the, the Spider Verse. So got to keep getting back up um all right guys so we have an ama question to answer here from christian Hestus. this is from our uh, our contest we do every single week on yeah. instagram so where uh, uh that's a- action industries on instagram go subscribe right now or follow whatever you, it's called on the thing that yeah. people do um christian Hestus. one of my favorite things i love about the avengers is the amazing alan silvestri soundtrack so my question is how does this soundtrack compare to other soundtracks in the mcu without a doubt bar none no question I can say the Avengers theme has become as iconic to me as like any the Rocky movie theme score. Maybe like, not quite the Rocky theme. It's like, yeah, it's like at this point it feels like Star Wars level. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's it just, really is. Like when I think about the trailer for Infinity War the first time, yeah, and, and it's like dun, 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 it's very end. yeah, dun, dun, and you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I mean this is where it starts, yeah, right so it's it's hard it's hard to say because I think it's used better maybe in infinity war or maybe maybe honestly just in the trailers like yeah. the use of his his score in the trailers is maybe the greatest success, but if you're talking for an entire film, I mean this is where it, this is where it came from this is where it originated so i can't it's hard to, it's hard to give a nod to any other one yeah absolutely, so I think the next question here is going to be that there are three action movie categories there totally are. ridiculous, totally legitimate and ridiculously legitimate now. I, we explained them a million times. Uh, they speak for themselves. Where does this movie fall for you? Can you go first? I, I'm going to put this movie in the middle category. Yeah. I'm going to say this movie is ridiculously legitimate. Because the stakes weren't real enough for me yet to feel like in every moment I was in. Hmm. There were still moments in this movie and there still moments in the character interactions where I'm like, you guys still didn't totally have your footing and some of this still feels like hokey comic book movie. Yeah. Um, not in a, not not like necessarily a bad way, just in like a I am watching the Hulk, say Hulk smash and jump around, and like beat people up. So like there's, there's still a part of this that feels a little bit ridiculous. Right. So I would say just it just my one toe into ridiculous. But, you know, I would agree. I think it's I think it's the middle category. I think for all the reasons you just said, I also think for how much Black Widow speaks <laughs> and kind of how hard it is to to believe her, um, but yeah, I think I think there's just a couple moments throughout where I, I'm not completely all in. Whereas like with where it's at now, all the films that come out, I'm like completely sold. I'm on board. It's kind of a, like an amazing testament to just like the faith that Feige and Marvel had in the product that they had done a decade of pretty middling Marvel movies. Yeah, and then they launch Marvel Studios and they're gonna do this whole idea. They're gonna do one, two, three, and then you know, and they're gonna make. Um, really four four movies then they were going to make Avengers and that like that this the reason the franchise continued is because this movie made a billion and a half dollars. Yes. Like the quality was high. People liked the quality but the quality of the three movies prior was not that high. Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger and Iron Man 2 are all pretty middling. They're yeah. like not great. And yeah. Incredible Hulk as well. In fact, the four movies prior. Right. Iron Man 1 is great is uh, great. And then there's four pretty subpar It's, it's movies. like they it's like they they what is it? you come up for water just long enough. Iron Man lets you jump into the pool and then you're sinking, sinking, sinking. Avengers sinking, sinking, sinking blank, you know? Like if this Guardians. movie had made half the money, if it had been really same quality just hadn't made as much money. I don't know if we would have had the MCU i believe yeah. we would have they signed them all to like you know seven picture deals or whatever but you watch it happen all the time now with expanded universes that these studios want to make yeah i mean like you look at something like the dark universe and and how much was behind that and the star power and tom cruise and the mummy and all that and they're just like didn't work done there should be supposed to be seven king arthur movies yeah
1: <laughs> i don't they're think still they're, make it a second one. <laughs> they're still coming uh
0: yeah um so yeah i guess we can get into the next segment of the show yeah, there's only one thing left. It's called the pitch. I had to extend it. Nice, It's good. I like that. That's a good one. There's so much crazy stuff coming up between the action guys and between Action Movie Anatomy. Yes, it's going to be absolutely insane. Um, oh, by the way, uh, just just so you guys watching the show and so you'll like this today on the shows on, I was billed as host of Action Movie Anatomy. Really. That's I asked for that specifically. That's amazing. That's the host. That is the hosting title that I wanted. That is going to show up. Can I say what entity you're on? Yeah, yet? I, mean, I said it earlier entertainment oh, on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, now I, Entertainment Tonight knows about action industries. Action, action industries. I and wanted, wanted to make animation. sure that was the thing that got that. So just it, I thought of it just now. But I'm there very a, there's a million things going on, um, and so many things to shout out. So yes, Avengers Endgame, We're going to be doing our full. With spoilers, review, next Wednesday, live at our regular time. It's going to be so much fun. So excited to talk about that. I have to watch the movie again. I think we're going to skip production development because I'm just going to say it right now. Like, as much as we like talking about that, depending on if we have a guest or not, I think we're just going to gush for an hour. It seems like we have to. Yeah. I I mean, it'd be nice if we had a two-hour show next week. Right. But... We'll see if we can. Yeah, maybe we can. Maybe we can make it. We can swing it. Um, The other thing is is this week to get you guys ready. I mean, you might be at the theaters on Friday, maybe not yet because it comes out at three o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We will be counting down our top ten Infinity War moments, our favorite moments. We did a watch along this last Sunday, so getting us and getting you ready for Endgame, we will be talking about our top ten moments on the action, guys, this Friday, and also. Uh next week, I believe on The Action Guys, we will be ranking our definitive ranking of the MCU. Is that correct? Is that correct? Is that correct? Oh, we were doing a thing that today or taking yeah, yeah, for yeah. a couple weeks from now. Exactly. Yeah, we probably are doing the definitive MCU rankings over on The Action Guys. So uh guys, the big shout out's are patreon.com slash team action. We do exclusive content there all the time. We just did a watch along of Infinity War. There's a bunch of new tiers coming. Three Buy action. tickets. For May 18th for uh, Houston, Andrew and I are going head-to-head. The movie trivia showdown live. It's going to be unbelievable. That's crazy. Can't wait for that. Um, and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are posting clips from the Action Guys. Greatest hits from old episodes of AMA pop on there sometimes. And, it's uh, yeah, it's Action Industries on YouTube. So big thanks to everybody in the chat. Big thanks to Jeff Graham. Um, Thank you, guys. I enjoyed hosting your show. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for writing that. We appreciate all the help today. And uh, we will be back same time, same place next week. See you guys for Endgame. From producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.
1: Herein,